Yes, welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shanam, Mr. Rob, and Zane. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What up, what up? Yo, we got a special one tonight. We got a special one. Coming on the hills, you know, last week we had Iman Thug. So, you know, for us to have this brother in the house tonight, this is this going to be real, a real good look. Real cute, a, a good, good QB representative. Yo, Come so let's bring, let's bring the God in. Mr. Tragedy, 252 Trage, and AKA Intelligent Hoodlum, AKA Kyle What's up, brother? How you doing? Peace, I'm blessed. I'm great. Yo, I told you about camera. I'll tell you again, yo. Thank you for agreeing to do the interview. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you, sure. Anytime, brother. Yo, so let's let's get right into it, yo. Tell us how you got into Rumbling and what it was like growing up in QB. Oh, man. I got into Rumbling based on like. Like when I came out on the bridge or whatever, when we first moved out to the bridge, it was like, um, you know, you looked out on the block and you seen everybody doing, you know, the perspective things that they was into or that or that they was good at. You know, you saw dudes, you know, out there in the streets doing whatever, some playing ball, some doing other activities. And you kind of like would look to see, at least when, when as a youngin, you would look to see where you fit in at. And like, I didn't really fit into that. You know what I'm saying? like. I didn't really fit into a lot of things that was going on. I, I wasn't a ball, I, I wasn't into ball, you know what I'm saying? I ain't had a rhythm for it, for playing basketball and all that. Um, but uh, as far as like the streets, I was, you know, I, I was, I was, I did gravitate to the streets, obviously, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but for the most part, when hip hop came, I felt, um, I felt like it was a calling for me. Like I found my voice in that and I felt comfortable in it. And I had the rhythm for it. So like, you know, I started out just, um, I started out just memorizing like my favorite records. So I, you know, I would memorize them and spit them back. And then slowly I would add my own words to it and change it up. And then from there, I found myself writing my own joints. You know, I would write them in secret. I wouldn't let nobody hear them. You know what I mean? I think, um, I think the first people I would ever let hear me was actually Craig G and MC Poet, you know what I'm saying? Black Poet. Those are like the first dudes that ever really heard. Nobody else heard. Mm. Right, 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 right. Yo, hold on. Let me ask really quick before you go on to the. You said um, when you moved to QB. Where where'd you live before you moved to QB? I'm originally I'm originally from like born in Southside Jamaica. Okay. And my my family's roots. Like we went from we went from the south to Astoria projects to Southside Jamaica, and then my mother ended up moving to getting housing, and, and we moved to Queensbridge. You know what I'm saying? But originally, technically, I'm from Southside Jamaica. Okay. Okay. Q, you know, Southside born, QB raised. So. Nice. That's it. Nice, nice. I got a two part question. How'd you come up with the name Intelligent Hoodlum? And the second question is. What are the last three books you read? Um, the, all right, the first first part question. Intelligent Hoodlum was never really my name. It was actually I took that from a, a book that I read when I was when I first got incarcerated, and I was locked up in Elmira, Max A reception, and um, then I got transferred over on the other side of the wall to the regular population of Elmira, and um, I was in I Block Cell Thirty Three Four Gallery, and um, I read a book given to me by a brother named Hassan, he was a Muslim brother. And he gave me a book, he gave me three books. 
The first book he gave me was Man Child. First book he gave me was a Donald Goins book. I don't remember the title. And then he kind of like he was testing my aim. And then he gave me another book called Man Child in the Promised Land by Claude Brown. And then he gave me the autobiography of Malcolm X uh, via Alex Haley. And from the Malcolm X autobiography, it was a chapter called Hooker. And I related to Malcolm's story so much that I told myself if, if, if and when I got out and I ever did a record, I would name the album Intelligent Hooker. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I got it from. So it wasn't really a name. It was a concept that I took from reading, you know, Malcolm X's autobiography. So the last three books I read, um, I haven't been reading. I haven't been reading too many books. I've been on my, my documentary game. But um, the, one of the last books I read was, was, um, was, was, was The Power of Human Behavior, some shit like that, by Robert Greene. I didn't even, I didn't even actually finish it, but... You know what I'm saying? That's that's one of the books I'm, I'm on right now. Shout out yeah. to Robert Greene, same author for 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, in um, Right. Um, I, I know you mentioned earlier, several several minutes ago, you were saying your influences. Who were some of your influences growing up that made you want to get into hip-hop and start writing um, lyrics? I mean, I stand on many shoulders. That's why I came up with that phrase. I mean, I didn't come up with it. I got it from my grandmother. But that's why I, I, I kind of re... re uh, took that phrase out of the grave and, and, and made it known again, giving your roses while you can smell them. You know what I'm saying? And then once I started saying it, everybody started saying it. But um, I got that from my grandmother though, actually. Um, What it was is that, you know, I stand on many shoulders. A lot of us stand on many shoulders. We just like to take the glory for ourselves. You know, we, we forget to mention the, 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 you know, the multitudes of people who stood before us and held us up and helped us get to the point where we at. So I mean, right. I listen to, I listen to everybody. <laughs> so right. everybody kind of helped me. I mean, your Crash Crews, your, your Treacherous Threes, you know what I'm saying? Your Force MCs, Force MDs, you know what I'm saying? Your yeah. Melly Mel's, um, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Run DMC, uh, I mean, you know, Phyllis Ford goes on and on and on. Those are the 80s. Some, of the, some yeah, of the main, some of the main stays that kind of, you know, like, um, that kind of, like, really helped depict and helped me chisel my style was, like, L, Rakim, and, uh, L, Rakim, and, and, and I can say Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, because they, to me, they came out with the first message record. Right. Like, a deeply intense message record, and that was the message. Yeah. What did you what did you get from what did you get from L though? Like what what influence did L have on you? Um L's the one who see before all before then I loved Ron and all that. But L kinda like stamped it for me that I was gonna be an MC when I heard the original Rock the Bells. Mm. When I heard the original Rock the Bells, you know, prior to that, everyone prior to that, excluding Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, prior to that, for the most part, MCs were like on some you know, lotty dotty type of like type of vibe, you know what I'm saying? But L came and it related to me more because L was very aggressive. That's right. And I'm aggressive, you know what I'm saying? So I related to that aggression. And also too, L L had a very vast um he was very articulate. And he he had right. a, he had a, he had a he had a very uh he had a he had a wide he, he had a wide range of wordplay. Vernacular mm -hmm. was just intensive, so I was like that. I was the kid, you know. I would sneak to the library in the hood, so I could go read books. 
because it wasn't cool to read in front of them. Yeah, yeah I got the So I might, punch, I might punch you in the face and then sneak around the block and go to the library and read a book. <laughs> like, that's how I was going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but that was then. That was then, though. You know what I mean? But right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's how I was on it. You know, I, I like. I would go sneak. I would go. I would steal books. I would actually. I would actually steal the books from the library, and and you know I would go to the river park and I sit on the bench and I read them. You know what I'm saying? I read mad different books. I, I would read anything. I like to just read. You know what I mean? Yo, one of the th- one of the things I think that you don't um, that you don't get credit for is to me like you one of the first dudes that i heard use illmatic in a, in a room mm. double you said well, I, I get ill, yeah. Ill, I get ill i get illmatical and now yeah, it's yeah. illmatic like a a, a, whole, a household word right yeah well illmatic was actually a person from my hood mm. and he was just known for doing like the craziest shit. Wow. <laughs> so if you said you got illmatic you was, like, you, was, you was beyond ill. You was beyond oh, crazy. Man. So, so his name was Illmatic Ice. So, um, I took, I took, you know, I took that and I put it in a rhyme because I was close to the street. So anything I spoke about, you know, when I was like, I was making before Intelligent Hood, with a lot of people don't realize I had records out prior to that. Yeah. And those records, you know, like I'm, I'm like. 13, 14, talking about drinking Moet, which I really was doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the Supreme team, which I really knew as a kid. This is before dudes was even thinking about stuff like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that basically stemmed from a dude from my projects and me, like, state and claim that I'm the illest thing in the world because, to me, that was, like, one of the illest dudes in the world. Illmatic Ice. Peace to Illmatic Ice, too, man. Shout yo, out what, Illmatic Ice. What, yo, what was it like doing that? Because you were the youngest dude down at the gym school, right? Um, I think, yeah, I think I might be, I might, Craig G, me and Craig G, Craig G might be a little bit older than me, but not too much. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in part, yeah. Yo, and just to add on to that, to that Illmatic thing, if you know I'm going to you put that, that word into your, into your rhyme. I just found out that Nas' album just went to the Library of Congress. The Illmatic album just got inducted to the Library of Congress. So, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. But that word Illmatic is a, is a crown word. You usually great. Let me ask you this, man. Climate. Why is it important for us to have knowledge? So, is my mic muted? Nah, you good. We oh. just getting the feedback. So, okay. Um. Uh, it's important to have knowledge yourself. I mean, yo, bottom line is you you don't you you just you're out here blind without knowledge yourself. You just you're vulnerable and you're retarded, period. You won't survive. I mean you you'll survive, but you won't live without knowledge yourself. You can survive without knowledge yourself, but you won't live without knowledge yourself. That's right, you won't thrive. Tell me, tell me what it was like, man. I mean, uh, Queensbridge, the largest projects in the USA, six city blocks, 96 buildings, a multitude of talent out there with a myriad of skill. You got NBA Ron Artest, you got yourself, you got Niles, you got Capone Noriega, you got Mark Beat, you know, so on and so on and so on, right? Um, was it, was it, uh, 
was it a lot of competition out there? I guess the, for, for, for uh, like like for iron to shop for iron, like when y'all when y'all doing like a lot yeah. of uh, like sitting on the block, uh, yeah, you know, standing on the block get, um, getting freestyles in. I mean, for the for the most part, like at least for me, I came before them. Oh, shout out Mega too, Mega. Yeah, yeah. yeah shout out Mega. I came before them, so um, mm-hmm. like they're like we're like it's like. It's like layers, like generational layers, so to speak. Right. So I came before Nas and Mob Deep. So it's like, right. for me, it wasn't it wasn't so much competition on my level as a kid. Like, I looked towards, like, a G-Rap and a King. And I'm not saying that at that time I was fucking with them. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's how I looked at it. You understand? Right. I'm just saying that's how I looked at it because it was only me, really. I mean, it, it was Craig G, but Craig G and I was different. Like, Craig G was coming from a different perspective than I was coming from. And then later on, you know, you had Mega come out there, but he was, you know, he, he had Mega come to the bridge, but I was coming from a different perspective, so to speak. Mm. Now, my now my second part of the question is, um, how did you how did you meet up with Molly Maul? Well, again, Ma- and Molly came before me, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Again, with that, what it was is that I was, um, I was, I was trying to make my way into into the game, so to speak. So for us, it was like you know, you got with the dude who had the most knowledge in whatever you wanted to get into. So for a minute, it was a panic, DJ panic, my man Larry, and from Larry, I went to Hot Day, and you know, everybody kept talking about Molly, this dude Molly Mall, Molly Mall, he being on the radio and him living right there. In the building right in the corner, around the corner from mine. So I basically stalked him. You know what I'm saying? I basically like found out who he was and like, you know, stalked him. When you want something bad enough, you know, especially me and where I was at in my life, you know, my parents was dope addicts. I had nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was I was more than hungry. I was famished. So for me, there was no denying me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt you down until I get to where I need to be. If you were the person that could kind of be the passport to my next, you know, progression. Right. Yo, I kind of look at it like um, the evolution of the bridge. Like in some respect, you kind of became almost like the new Marley. Hmm. Look how much, look how much talent funneled through you. Did that ever cross your mind? And now you get a conduit for people in QB to get on? Yeah, it definitely crossed my mind. Once I, once I, you know, started learning certain things from Marley, and you know bringing him certain ideas that he didn't necessarily jump on right away i was like well because i would bring him mad ideas like millions of them like i'm still full of ideas now so imagine me younger right so my brain is just like always moving so i'll be like yo we should do this yo we should do that and you know he would kind of just be like all right and you know that's how marley was he's not gonna be like yo that's fire you're not gonna get that feedback so that's what i used to be looking for so when i ain't get it i'll be like i'd probably suck but then turn around, maybe one or two things he might have took, and I'll be like, "Oh shit, that was my idea." But then I mm. look at it. But but then I would look at it in essence, like, "Oh, you my shit. My shit must work." Mm-hmm. Right. So then I started, you know, what I'm saying, coming with more ideas, and and that that you know eventually led to a component Noriega. No, eventually led to a mob deep, and then a component. Noriega. Yeah. Yo, so. Did you um you did your you did your Ben Elmira before the Intelligent Hulam album or after that? Of course. I did my Ben Elmira before the Intelligent Hulam album because that's where I got the concept for Intelligent. 
How much of that album did you actually write when you was locked up, if any? None of it. None of it? Okay. None of it. I lied. When I came home, in fact, when I came home, I didn't even want to make music anymore. Damn. I was bitter. I was bitter with the game. I felt like the game let me down, but in all essence, I let myself down because I made a desperate move. I was hungry. You know, I was out there in the streets and Molly was like, yo, be patient, it's gonna happen. And that's why I tell people all the time, yo, do not quit, because the minute you quit, that be the very minute that the door opens. Mm. Because it happened to me, not once, not twice, but three times it happened to me. Damn. See, I'm a people. People call me intelligent, Hillman, but for me, honestly, I don't think I'm that smart. <laughs> it's just think that I paid enough. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, the best lesson is the, the best lesson is a paid lesson. I paid so much that it seems like I'm smart, but it's not that I'm smart. It's just that I paid so much because I, I didn't listen. You know what I'm saying? Like Molly's like, yo, uh, uh, what do you say? He said, yo, be patient. Yo, I'm telling you, just be easy. And I'm like, yeah, all right. But it's hard for me to be patient when ain't no ain't no food in the crib. Yeah, right. yeah. And I'm the oldest, and I got you know four four other sisters and brothers, and they looking up to me like, yo, you gotta go get it. Yeah. Or else we not gonna make it. Yeah. So I would get out there and do what I had to do, and I made a move, and I got caught up, and landed in Elmira, and I never forget. I'm on it, and it, it's funny because the dude that that passed the takedown to me, his name was Trell. Rest in peace. He passed away. He used to be camera on security. Get out of here, small world. Yeah, I just seen mm. I just seen Cam in Miami, and we talking about Trevor. Trevor was a good dude, man. Um, but Trevor was like, "Yo, shorty, you ain't you ain't tragedy down to do school. If you was, you'd be on this tape." So I said, "Send the tape down." So he threw a line down with the tape. I caught I catch the line, and I looked at the tape, and all these niggas is on the cover getting out of a jet. Damn, yeah, Damn. Damn. and I'm sick. You know what that feels like? I'm yeah. sick. But you had like two songs on there though, right? Yeah, but nobody knew my face. Damn. Mm. And it's funny because that's how my career has been. I've always been the faceless dude. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't always, for a long time, it wasn't really a face to me. Mm. I was like urban legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a myth almost. That's right. That's right. Now well, yeah. I like it though. What, what you know what's crazy though? Nah, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, go ahead, Rob. You're, you're a visionary because one, one of your influences was Chuck D. Talk about meeting Chuck D when you reached out to him. Oh, um, when I when I when I when I met Chuck D, it's crazy because I had just came home, and and that's what that's what that's I gotta go back a little bit because I said I lied about something. I ain't tell you what I lied about though. I came home from Elmira. Oh, could you ask me what how much of intelligent hook? Are you muted? My phone ringing. I had to cut it off. Okay. Uh, you asked me. You asked me how much of intelligent hoodlums did I write when I was up north, and I said I didn't write none of intelligent hoodlums when I was up north. And I said I lied, but I didn't get into what I was talking about. And, and the story of me and Chuck D meeting it comes right directly behind why I said I lied. Anyway, I'm in Elmira. I'm like, damn, I don't want to rhyme no more. Fuck that shit. I was bitter. I wasn't hating on my crew, I wasn't, but I just was hating on the fact that I wasn't involved. Right. I was happy for them, but I just wasn't happy because for myself for not being involved. So I come home and Molly's coming through the bridge and I'm walking up the hill and he hogs the horn, uh -uh, and I look over and I'm like, oh shit. Because when I left, this nigga had a bullshit cougar. 
<laughs> so now when I look, he got a cherry red 525, cream baked cherry, <laughs> and that shit looking like something special. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So he, he, he rolled the window down, I go over and shit. He's like, yo, what's up? Like, yo, what up? He's like, yo, man, you ready to go in the studio? And I don't know, I don't know about anybody else, right? And this is why I lie. When you smell new leather in the car, <laughs> yo, that shit smell like money. Yeah, yeah. change your whole like, Yeah, you know what I'm I was like, he's like, you ready to go to the studio? I said, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because because that shit smelled so good, it smelled like money. And uh, I never smelled that before. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, before that, I never smelled what a new car smelled like. I never even, I never even been inside a new car. Yeah, you know what I mean, respect the Molly though, because yo, some, some, some dudes come home and they be hot, and you don't want to fuck with them. But the fat Molly, you know, was like, all right, I, 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 I mean, something. Yeah, uh, Mo- listen, Molly's. I never said Molly wasn't a visionary too. You gotta understand, this is the man who started out doing electric music and kind of fell into doing hip-hop and became damn near 80 percent of what hip-hop was mm-hmm. right. so that takes a certain kind of visionary and genius so please please believe and like don't ever get it you know misconstrued that i'm not giving him his and plus two even through the bad and the good he taught me how to he taught me the game yeah right so you know what i'm saying that's you know i just paid for my education that's all I just came from college. So what's the so so all right, so what's what's we hear the good, what's the bad? What's the bad experience? Oh man, you're gonna have you're gonna have many of those depending on what what depending on your perspective on it, man. Everything is based on your understanding, you know what I'm saying? I I can say I can say there were bad situations and bad moments where you know, I, I didn't have the leverage or value that I should have, but that was to my own fault because I didn't have the right understanding. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. You got to go into this with the right understanding. Now, I'm going to circle back on that, but let's get back to the to the other, you know, the other main and other question with Chuck D. When I would go to Mark, so now I'm going in the studio and I had nothing written. So now I'm in the studio, I got to sit and write. But, you know, luckily Molly, Molly is doing his things, you know, He's upstairs living, you know, doing whatever he's doing. And I'm downstairs, so I may have an hour or two to just, so within an hour or two, I'm writing a song. But as I'm sitting there writing, I notice there's a black book on the on the, on the the uh, mix board, a phone book. So, I mean, who's not going to look in Molly's black book? I mean, I did, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm looking through the book. I'm looking through the book. And I'm seeing all type of numbers that maybe I should have called them before I before too, but I, that wasn't my interest. You know, I'm seeing names like you know Andre Harrell, rest in peace, Russell Simmons, Benny Medina. I'm seeing all. I'm seeing. I see Quincy Jones in there. You know Big man? wigs. Yeah. yeah, but but the one that caught my eye was Chuck D. Wow. And the reason why it caught my eyes because when I came home. The first thing I saw on Video Music Box was Night of the Living Bass Hacks. Now, when I left, mm. when I left, Chuck D was making records like number one, 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 you know what I'm saying? Now, when I come home, he's like, and that night he went to sleep, and in the morning all he had was sneakers on his feet. The yeah. Crown Prince used to jam and rock the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like when, I, when I saw that fucking video, bro, I was like this, oh, damn. What the fuck is that? 
Yo, son, I watched that shit a billion times. Like, I watched that shit so much. My man's in the crib, he's like, yo, son, turn that shit off. Why you keep watching that shit? <laughs> when I'm into something, I get obsessed with it. You right. know what I mean? I let it play over and over. So now when I see his number, I hit, I call the number. Molly's upstairs. I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, what's up? So he's like, yo, who's this? I'm like, yo, never mind that. I said, yo, who? <laughs> Bro, this man, this man arrogant with it too. That's how I was. I, I was really, but I was really scared. You know what I'm saying? I was really a young kid scared and just trying to get to the situation without him getting me because I need him to answer one question for me. And I say, yo, who is the side of Shakur? Wow. You understand? Yes, sir. Yeah. Because when I went to jail, I only knew about niggas named Felvin, Smitty. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? The 40 Busters, Supreme Team, mm-hmm. and shit like that. Shit around the way. Mm-hmm. So when I come home and I hear him talking about Joanne Tessamar, H. Rap Brown, Elgis Cleaver, mm-hmm. he, he knew it. Asada should call. I'm like, who the fuck is these niggas? That's right. That's right. And who's these niggas? I love these niggas because these niggas ain't scared of police. Yeah. I think these niggas is the real niggas. These the guys are the real niggas. That's right, the realest of them. Because these niggas ain't scared of the enemy. And they they blatantly tell you, though, this nigga's the fucking enemy. These are the niggas I want to know about. Why I don't know about these niggas? If they in books, why I never got these books? Mm. I went to school for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So now I'm talking to Chuck. And Chuck, bless Chuck, man. Chuck is a good dude. Chuck D is on the phone with me at, after this sometimes for an hour. Wow. And he's giving me all these listings of books to go get, and I'm going to get all of them. And that helps spark... The, the, the energy and intensity for Intelligent Hoodlum too, because while I'm doing the records, while I'm doing the album, I'm reading these books and I'm going in with them, and I'm like, oh shit, yo, this, these these people actually fought for me, and I, they didn't even know me. Mm. These so you are real concepts and all that. Coming yeah, like these sense. are not these are not you know characters written by Stan Lee. He's a real, these, real, these real life. He's a real-life X-Men. Yeah. All real, all real heroes. Real I tell you what, man. When that when that classic... Uh, speaking of... Shout out to Chuck D. Um, speaking, of, speaking of Chuck D, though, when that classic track came out, uh, uh, when, they, when they all got together and did self-destruction, yeah. to me, Chuck D... To me, Chuck D had the, 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 the major staple of that, whole, of that whole song right there. Yeah. Let me let me let me tell you something. This is not to take away from any of the other brothers and their contribution of the song. It's just mm. he brings a certain kind of uh, energy to it, right? You know, and um, it's more than just you know a rhyme to him. You know, and you can kind of see it because it's it, like it, uh, like in an ill kind of way. He doesn't even necessarily rhyme all the time. Mm-hmm. Information out. It's more about the message. What? It's more. It's more like yeah, it's more like makes it. He, his intensity makes it sound wild. Right. Yeah. It's more like like like, like 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 to me. Aura, it's like it, his, his aura just makes it ill. So 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 that's how I met Chuck D. You know what I'm saying? And then later on, later on, like 
we wind up bumping heads and um or bumping into each other, I should say. After Def Jam, and I was like, yeah, I was the kid calling you all the time. Blah, blah. He's like, oh, what? He's like, yo, when I go on tour, I'm taking you. And I was like, mm. yeah. And six months later, I went on tour in Europe, my first European tour. How about that? How about wow. that? Yes. My uh, Michael Laster said, salute, Traz. In fact, that's my man, Pete. He actually, me and him were on the phone building today, and he told me that he was locked up with you one time. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 factual. Tell him I said peace too. Yeah, yo, so, um, it's funny because you was mentioning earlier and you were saying that you had become disenchanted with the um, with the business, you know, when you got locked up. Were there other times that you become disenchanted with the business? Um, yeah, of course, like, and 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 this is um. And this is something I try to teach people now, like going, like going through certain things. Um, we we kind of get it twisted sometimes, and I know I did, especially in my early stages. We get it twisted, like with um, with personal and business. You know what I mean? We get it twisted a lot, and um, and I like I said, I did like because again, I looked in the beginning. I just wanted to make a record in the beginning. I didn't understand the business. And I didn't have anyone to necessarily teach me the business because nobody wanted to teach me the business. Because if they did, you know, they might not have been able to do what they was, you know, what they did. <clears throat> so I mean, and then later on, I kind of try to at times like I try to try to find myself in artists and try to give them like that big brother kind of love. Right. But you know, everybody doesn't necessarily embrace that, or they may appear to like they're embracing it, but that's not their agenda. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you got to take care of yourself first. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? You take care of yourself first. I mean, overall, I came out good because the facts still remain. What's in there is in there, so to speak. I don't want to get into too much, you know, dig up any old graves or whatever, but. You know what I'm saying? Read between the lines, read between the lines. But um, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, stay swift. But um, <laughs> I, you know, was there was was there, so it wasn't too much of a fight, you know, behind closed doors, so to speak. But uh, you know, for the most part, you know, you you gotta, you can be, you can have a personal relationship too, but you just gotta make sure you pay yourself first and take care of yourself first, man, because you know a lot of people are not gonna do that. You know what I mean? Like. People could say what they want about me, but if you look at the record and if you look really into it, I never did that to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, in fact, I always put myself on the back burner and took care of everybody first. You know what I mean? People would, people at times would try to make it seem like that was far from the case, but in all reality, when it's all said and done, you can tell it wasn't. Because if it was, it wouldn't be what it is now. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. Yo, it's funny you say that because, you know, I look at it and I'm like, you threw, a, you threw that alley-oop to a lot of people that you didn't have to. And because of because of that alley-oop, you know, in particular, I think about Nori and I'm happy that you and Nori are going to a different thing. Yeah. You know, but Nori is a dude that you embraced him and Capone, quarterback, the CNN album, the CNN regarded, the war report is regarded as a classic. You know, all through the album, you hear your influence on the album, but then afterwards, it appears that Nori gets with track masters and everything else. The sound changes, everything goes awry and goes, you know, different and becomes different. Like I, I'm trying to figure out from a fan standpoint and watching it go down, 
how did that all play out? Like, how was it that you were not involved with the NORE album? I mean, that was his, that was his, that was his solo attempt, and that was in a different direction. You know what I mean? I was supposed to be, I should have been involved in the more in the in the other war reports, I believe. But you know what I'm saying? It didn't turn out that way. Um, at the same time, it wasn't meant for me to necessarily be involved with those other projects with him. You know what I'm saying? That was his that was his coming out party, so to speak. And and you know, for the most part it worked for him. You know what I mean? I wish it would have worked for Pone too, you know what I mean? I wish it would work for everybody. You know what right. I mean? But that's basically how it went. As long as what I touched signify what I represent. Mm-hmm. That's what's important to me. Yeah. I, 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 watched, I, watched your, um, I watched your documentary, man, QB. And one of the things I said about it, you know, man, it was dope as trash had an album called Tragedy to Triumph. Like, I don't know if that's in your concept. Yeah, Yo, wait a minute. Hold on. You know what's crazy? That's the name of my book. Wow. wow. That's the name of my book. That's crazy. I like that. That's the yeah. name of my book. That was sick because I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, Yo, hold on. Who are you, man? You probably, you probably <laughs> around me before. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. You probably heard me say that. I heard me say that. Nah, because I, 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 I watched that whole documentary and the things you've been through and the stories that you tell and all of your experiences. It is tragedy. And for someone to give you that name, tragedy, like, yeah, your name ain't suck. You should be tragedy. Like, the shit that you're going through or put yourself through, between jail time and other things you've been through, there has to be a triumph from all of the, all of the times you done paid. So let me ask you this. What keeps you motivated? What keeps me motivated, honestly, is, like, my hunger. My hunger, my love, and my passion for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. plus, I know how to make more money in it too now, so that keeps me that keeps me going too. You know what I'm saying? But but first and foremost, my passion and my hunger, like I love it. I love it. I love it. Like it's 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 mine. You know what I'm saying? Like this is something that wasn't given to us. A lot of shit we got in this world as original people is shit that was given to us. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop is something that, oh, excuse me, it was given to us, but just not by the enemy. Right. Mm. You feel me? Yes, sir. So that's a divine gift. Hip-hop is a divine gift. Yes, sir. Whether you want to realize it or not, and I don't care if people say, yo, he's getting too deep. Nigga, my life is deep. Our life is deep. Our existence is deep. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that I can't be an extreme businessman. That doesn't mean I can't be a a, a, a powerful mogul, nah, that's mm-hmm. the opposite. It, it means that I am that. It means that I have the potential to be that, such as mm-hmm. yourself. But what it means is that I have an even greater potential to be it when I understand that this is a divine gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's a divine gift. No, I'm serious. This you is feel, a divine gift. You'd be a fool not to capitalize off of it when other people are. Exactly, right. exactly, exactly, and sometimes we do play the fool. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't gonna play the fool forever. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, understanding the best part. I'm gonna get the best part. A broke right. clock is right twice a day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, is it true that um, you were you were Ghostface's cousins? That's that's exactly. that's my yeah, first right. question. That's family. That's family. Yeah. Now, 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 peep this though, right? Remember way back at the beginning of the interview, when you said that um. You didn't have a face, but people knew your lyrics. Yeah. 
and that coincide with how Ghost, like, I mean, it just, it's just crazy how the world works. Yeah, Ghost yeah. came out. Ghost, Ghost was unseen for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew right. had uh, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost had darts, but Ghost was unseen for a while for certain Damn, situations. Yeah. He, yeah, right. he was in the cut. He was in the cut. And the, right. the good thing about it too, Ghost had a team of people moving in the same direction. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you got a team moving in the same direction, you can be a man without no face. Cause now it draws people to want to know who the fuck is that. Right. You know what I'm saying? More so with me, it was like I was by myself. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm in a war like this, do 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 do, and I'm thinking I got an army with me. But when I look, I'm like, oh shit, it's just me. But then I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna keep shooting. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Tell me, good. tell me about the um when I mean everybody that's real hip hop head should know that you are the catalyst or the reason how Capone and Noriega got together. But number two is tell me about the studio sessions. Like you sitting back being like the the mad scientist behind the whole situation, watch formulating it all together, shaping it like clay. Um. Tell me about some of your favorite studio sessions. One of my favorite studio sessions, and I want to say this too, like a lot of times, Nori, Nori has a very high work ethic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He would take the jewels and like really go hard. You know what I mean? Which is a which is a good thing. That's just like the father. When the father came with the lessons, he came with the lessons for us to get the best part to understand it and travel with it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what Nori did so in that I commend him on that because he wouldn't be late to a session he'd be the last one to leave a session and he would sit there and soak it all up Pone on the other hand is a little different you know what I'm saying my brother's a little my brother's a little different love him love him but he's a little different right. um, but one of my one of my most memorable sessions is when Nori was doing bloody money and um he did the he did Nori didn't know song structure. I had to teach him song structure. So he's doing the rhymes, and he's like, yo, I don't got a hook. And I was like, that last line is the hook right there. Just repeat mm. it and do it over. And that came out to be Bloody Money. And that was one of my most best sessions because it was so raw, he didn't even realize that he had it right there. Right. He just didn't know how to extract it. Yeah. He didn't know how to draw it up. He credits you. He credits you a lot too for the way for the way he rhymes as well, man. So, yeah, that's baby bro, man. You know, things happen, but everything come back three sixty, man. You know, oh, yeah. it's the science of life. It's science yeah. of life. Yeah, yo, Trash. I, I often wonder, like, you know, with, with um, how come you didn't do more? How come you don't do more on like the the almost like the A and R tip or something like that? Like, yo, you got a good ear for talent and cultivating talent. You know, like even with Iman Thug, when we had him on, he gave you, yo, he gave you mad props. And was like, yo, I wasn't even rapping. Trash got me in the rhyming. Trash quarterback drew up the whole thing and everything. Like you, you got a good ear for talent and cultivating talent. Like, why haven't you done more in that arena? Allow me to add to that, son. You raised the nation, Lord. Like you raised hey, hey. brothers, man. You That's know what it is? Felt, not to cut you, only to add on. I felt like you said with the early question. Um. I felt I took a lot of things personal. Mm. And when I didn't get the feedback that I thought I should have gotten, it kind of like made me leery of even dealing with dudes. Mm. Which, in a sense, you got to have a filter. Like, you can't put the wall on everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everything is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, 
that's interesting that you asked me that now because that's what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing now. I just opened a company where I'm helping to market and, and, and promote and do artist development for a lot of different artists. Yo, even even smart. believe it or not, even some of the youngest that's doing that drill trap, like I even got vision for them. Mm. Huge market for that too. Yeah, but you got, yeah. you got the yeah, man. But I, but I got vision for them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a it's not a separate. It's a different language, but it's not a separate energy. Right. right. You understand? That's right. Yeah. Now you definitely got a you definitely got an ear. You got an ear for talent. And you pick them out and you develop them. You cultivate them. You 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 know you work them up. You know you take people that 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 when I heard Iman Thug say yo he ain't even rhyme that he was just working up at the office. I'm like yo and from not rhyming to that yo that that tells me definitely that you that's something that you need to put more time and energy into because that's a gift. Yeah. Yo your influence is strong, man. People. Respect, respect what you got to tell them, and then look at their, look at their lives. Just think about. Let me ask you this: Why do you feel when Havoc or the mob started to take off after meeting Havoc so young, and you was like, "Yo, so every time, you, every time I see you, you better come with a different rhyme, son." And take <laughs> off to be who he is now. Uh. <laughs> He kind of, he kind of make it seem like you know I was abusing him and shit. But... <laughs> Sharp, hey, I, hey, I nah, ain't sharp my... iron, bro. You know, yeah, sharp and sword. That's my little brother. Though. That's my little brother. It's funny. I just got on the phone with a stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, situations like that, man. Like I, I, I look at it, I look at it, and I see that it works. I, and right. I see that, like my man Fatal. And it's funny because the reason why I even started getting back into making music again, I, the part I left out, I met a, a dude named Fatal. And um, Fatal was like, yo, man, yo, you, you, you're fucking... Because I, I came home, I, like I said, and I said I was going to quit. And I met this dude Fatal. This is how I really got back into it before I even saw Molly on the hill. And Fatal was like, yo, you going to quit? He was like, yo, you bugging. While you was going, the streets were waiting for you. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck out of here. And it was this was at a G-Rap concert at the Beacon. So he was like, yo, come with me. And I left the con- after, the, after the concert, and we drove to Harlem. And we drove to 125th Street. And he said, look, now, for my era, you kind of made it when you had a... On oh, your phone, your phone ringing, trash, I think. I, I, yeah, I'm back on, though. You there? Y'all there? Yeah, yeah, we're here. Y'all can see me? All right. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I got a call with him. I have to call him back. But um, I got a... I, oh, he took me to Harlem. And he said, look. And I looked. And it was a backdrop. And it said, live motivate. Right? Mm. And you know, back then, you made it if you had a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Right. You remember right. these things would be up with the pictures and all that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, shit. I, I ain't gonna lie. That shit almost made me cry. I was like, oh, shit. Like, she you feel me? really remember me like that little bullshit made me feel like oh shit yo I, I thought I was forgotten nah your slang lives man yeah and so I so I told Fatal I told Fatal I said, I said he said he said you still gonna quit I said yo you know what if I do another record I'm gonna make you my DJ and that's what I did a couple months later that's when I saw Molly and all of that and all that but I say all that to say like I say all that to say like I realized like my greatest my greatest thing, like, I, I'm not taking nothing away from me as an MC, but my greatest thing to me, as far as, like, my greatest thing is to bring it out of people. 
You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like I, I can, I'm not, like I'm not taking, I'm not taking my Tyson away, but I'm definitely customizing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that should be your new name. Stop yeah. that with. And that's, that's that should be your new name. Throw, throw, put custom model in this with. Yo, yeah, I like this guy, man. I like this Yo, guy. That's the perfect metaphor. He thinks right, this guy. Yo, that's the perfect metaphor, Trash. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, you know, I think sometimes people get lost and, and, and you get so wrapped into certain shit that you, you sometimes you miss what your actual gift is. Lyricism, hands down. Hands down, bro. There's no way to debate that you know what your, your lyrical ability is but the other side of the coin the real gym that i see is i'm like people link up with this brother and their lyricism skills increase their ability to make a good song you know increases they just get better as mc i'm trained them i'm trained but... them <laughs> Hey, hey, also, also, Traz, I, yo, I, I like to say shout out to that, to that, 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 because the fellas was talking about earlier about you being a good ear for music. I saw that plug on your Skyline shit, man. You was in the Skyline, Skyline in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told, you told, uh, you know, up and coming artists how to get in touch with you, man. That's right. Salute. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like, and, um, actually one of them called me just now, but I had to, I had to stop him for this interview, but, um, I'll get back to him. If you're watching, Jay, I'm going to call you back. But, um, yeah, that's like I said. That that um that definitely pushed me to 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 open that lane in terms of like you know artist development and marketing and you know basically being like a life coach. If, more right. than anything, a life coach. Right. And it's right. not so much doing what I did. Yo, don't do some of the shit I did. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I can show you, like they say, a wise man learns from his own. A wise man learns from another man making mistakes. Yeah. Sure. And that's a perfect segue too, brother. Right. So that's a perfect segue to get into your to, to the second question is that tell me about the new artists and new artists that you have right now that you're pushing, bro. Oh, I'm pushing G Stats with Harder Bars, which is actually um almost a slight remake to T O Y. Um I'm actually yeah. on the track. G Stats. I wanna get G Stats through on your show. Um rapping. G Stats is Friday. Yeah. Sure. G Stats will be on Friday. Um, QB Rap P, I'm pushing him up next. I'm also um, doing some artist development for um, Bigger Vision, a company called Bigger Vision, and an artist called Starboy. He's a little more in the on the in the in the commercial realm of things in terms of the relevancy and media and the music for the younger the younger generation. But he's dope, you know what I'm saying? And and those are the artists that I'm working with right now. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, that's where I'm at with it right now. I'm excited about it too because it's it's kind of like different lanes for me and I love the challenge but I see the vision like one thing about me when I get with somebody and I sit down with them and in 10 minutes I kind of see where they need to go this it's like I can see exactly where they need to go and what they need to do I can't explain it's bugged out true mind of a visionary right there yo for for the people that's watching you got a question for trash put it in the um put it in the chat yo one of my favorite albums that I still listen to to this day is the Against All Odds album and the, the, uh, they forced my hand the joint with Cormega on there that yes. shit like yeah that shit right there that that song still go hard and then the other joint where um I don't know what's the name of it I think I think it's with the chick singer I don't want to wait he's gone yeah Yo, what is, is what is that? You flip for is that Felicity Dawson Creek? What is that? It's from Dawson's Creek. 
<laughs> and we got it clear. Wow, nice. Nice. And we got it clear. The white people gave us clearance for that. <laughs> yo, that, yo, that shit right there, like, yo, all and you if you listen to the lyrics of that joint right there, like yo, you was in your zone on that one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was feeling it. My mother was my mother was on a deathbed when I wrote that. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest in paradise. Yeah. man. Um, also, yo, talk about On the Child. Come up with that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought you never had it. <laughs> on the Child is basically a concept of, you know, the guests coming on and making their signature dish for the viewer. That guest could be, well, primarily, you know, it's going to be hip hop. But right. we'll have actors on there, we'll have comedians on there, we'll have media influences on there, which is all still hip-hop. Right. So they come on, and they make their dish, and then they sit down with me and my partner, and, you know, we're going to have some real talk. And that's, you know, I'm going to have a real talk with them. So the next week, we've had, you know, China Mac, we've had Roxanne Shante, Naughty by Nature, Roy Flush, uh, Lord Jamal, um, Saigon. Uh, and now the next episode we're about to drop is very interesting episodes because we got into a lot of very interesting things from his perspective, and that's Havoc on Mar Beat. Okay. Right. So I suggest everybody watch that because I asked some pretty interesting questions. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Yo, in that same in that same vein, I thought it was a dope concept for the drive-bys with um Chris Castro also. Yeah, shout out to yeah, your brother Castro. Yeah, yeah right. shout out to Castro. That was dope, man. Um, I wish he could have continued on, but that lived his life out, so to speak. So, you know, hopefully he'll keep it going on his end. But, you know, right now it's on the child. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I say my two favorites was 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 the one that you had with Wiz and the one you had with Nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of got. I kind of see. See how I get? I got a little roll with Nature, right? <laughs> That's my boy, though. But I had right. to get, I shout had out to the nature because I wanted yeah. people to know that how dope he is, yeah. And I wanted to push him. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't me trying to attack him. I wanted to right. push him because sometimes I noticed in an interview he could be reluctant. You know what He's I'm saying? Disturbed. And I wanted him to come out. Sometimes we don't understand that when we when we doing this because we come from a certain era. But that's it's all love, man. All love for my brothers, man. Shout yeah, out to nature, man. I tell you, man, like. Win. Tell you, man, nature, nature, nature is one of the most slept-on artists uh, that, that 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 in in the rap game. Period. Like, uh, he had the verses on the, on the firm album was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So shout out to Castro. Shout out to nature. Factual. Factual. Yo, the two two big things I think that recently happened in um, QB is one, I think Nas getting the um, the Grammy for um, for his new album, and then also I think about you know a couple of years ago also. The death of um, Prodigy. You know, can you talk a little bit about what it was like? Um, you know, with Prodigy passing away, especially with you being so close to Havoc and what that meant for QB. Um, it was a lot of mixed things, man. You know, obviously you got, you had people that was hurt, and you had you know some people that just felt like you know I don't even want to talk about them again to that. You know what I mean? But you know, and I and I and I can have my feelings for him for certain things. But like I said before, he passed. You know, we came to a clear understanding, and I'm glad. I'm glad if anything that I had the opportunity. To That's good. Right. Like if you look on my gram, you see he and I on stage like this, which we wasn't able to do before. 
because of certain mm. decisions he made. And we talk about it in, 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 in his last episode of On the Child. Like, I addressed oh. that with Havoc on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's a loss in a sense to, to entertainment. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely a big loss. I mean, I know his family, I think, you know, it affected his family more than anything. And that's what, you know, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, hip hop and all that, but it affected his family most. Yeah, children. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's never, you know, a good thing to lose it. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace to Prodigy, man. One of the one of the all time greats. Do you have yeah. Do you have a favorite Prodigy verse? Say it again. Do you have a favorite pro- Prodigy verse or verses? Nah, nah. Yeah, there had to be a lot though. I'm, I'm guessing for Havoc being close to and all like that. Yeah. yeah, of course, man. That's like you know losing losing the arm, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in time, you learn, you learn, you learn to navigate without it. Right. Yo, so back to that the Against All Odds album. On that album, you have just Blaze, Ayatollah, um, Prince Paul. You had Nasheen, Merrick, Shaw Money, XL, Young Lord. How you pull that off to get get that kind of cast of producers as an independent artist? All Star um, Production I, I, Team. Um, I had a, I had a, and this, I mean, if you look at it, some of those, some of those, um, some of those producers actually worked on the world report. So, and coming off the world report, you know, it opened the lane for dudes seeing like, yo, he's actually, he knows what he's doing. I, whatever he's doing after that, I want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? People, people want to be, you know, part of when they see you being successful with something and that you're good at it. You know, even if it doesn't excel as much as the one prior to they see that it's still a good mark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I ask people, especially artists, man, you know, how important is it? How important is it to, for the use of your imagination? Most people don't know how important their imagination is in this world because you get enamored by so many different things. If there's a time, or there can always be a time where you just take time for yourself and think internally, have some introspection about yourself, and use your imagination to kind of reform and reshape how you think about yourself. How important is imagination? Oh, I, I think, who is this guy, man? Who is this guy, man? Who are you, yo? That's another scientist, man. Two, 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 two great scientists right here, man. He has, Let me he, say, he, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it all the way. Uh, how you call it, Greenberry? Yeah. Right now, when I was a kid. I ran to the store to buy intelligent hoodlum. My mother would call me a hoodlum. But the kids thought I was a nerd because I was the only kid that was private. And all I wanted to do was be in the street. My mother was like, how you want to be in the street all the time? Yeah. That mm. intelligent hoodlum came up. I said, that's the case. I never became oh, a man. Yeah, I, yeah. I lame. Yeah. yeah, but you're a scientist too. I see that because right. you asked me. You're asking certain kind of questions right now. You know what I mean? Like right. those are not ordinary questions. They're, they're really not. And I'm not just saying that. Those are like ill questions. That's an ill question right there. Because, right. because like the when we mature, you know, we take we we gather up more responsibilities like children and women. So us, uh, uh, you know, with work and then having those other entities or having a how we say having to keep them other planets in orbit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not always easy. You know what I mean? It's not always easy. And sometimes it can become very hard. So right. sometimes I have to kidnap those moments. 
which intent which intent can cause friction with the plants. Because <laughs> right. right. I gotta kidnap those moments because when I feel like I need to reboot, because I'm so, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm navigating through reality so much, I need to tap into my, you know, I need to tap into my X-Men shit. I need to tap into my 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 imagination, you know what I'm saying? So I can imagine a nation. You feel me? I can't imagine a nation without it. Without seeing it, that's right, man. Everything you feel me? first, right? I see you, though. I see you. I see you, God. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, trash. Tell me, um, were there any particular songs that you loved that didn't make the cut for any of your albums? And if so, what 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 were they? Hell no, I put everything out. My man, my man, my man. Everything. My man. <laughs> See, and that that's 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 a that's a, that's, a, that's a perfect segue to my second question is 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 having having your freedom, having your independence. Tell me about your brand that you're wearing right now, the scenes the, the, the shirt. Oh yeah, CC I mean, on you it. Know, they they took so much from us, so you know what I took this right here. And that's took the from Chanel, and yeah. you know, that's right. like 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 Casper Holstein with the numbers. They used to lock us up for playing numbers, and then they made lottery. Right, yeah. right. So you know, I just take it and I take it and I put the hood on it. You know what I'm saying? And that's who you know they took from us. I mean, you know, we got to take back too. That's the only way we're gonna get it. So it's back. just a little, it's a little street thing I throw around. You know, I got different brands I throw around, and you know, that's about it. Yeah. Yo, you've been doing it independent for a minute, though. What's some of the lessons you learned being independent? One, that this shit is constant work. Um, and you can't take a look. You can't take, you can't be a boss without taking a loss, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're going to take some losses with it. But you just got to learn to play for long game. Yeah. If you yeah. play for long game, you're going to win. That's a good jewel because a lot of people don't realize that. You know, everybody thinks straight out the gate, you know, being a boss. This is not. Independency is long game. Straight long. Don't look at tomorrow. Look at tomorrow for next week. Look at next week for next month. Like, you got to look long, get long game with this. Right. And it'll you, work. You freedom that come with being independent, though? Of course, because the only difference is you, ha- you don't have nobody necessarily over you. But your business is over. You will be, right. you will have to slave to that for a little while in order to become the master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff. This is fact. I, and I like I like one I like one of the things you you use before to be aware is to be alive. Love that. You gotta stay sharp out here. Man. Say that again. I said I love one of the phrases that I heard you use before. To be aware is to be alive. That's a fact. That's an artifact. You know what I mean? And, and and being aware and just being vigilant and have a good foundation, man. You gotta stay sharp. Not keep your head on the swivel. So, you know, you can't you can't be out of the flu. Nah. Nah. I appreciate stay on your, that. Look, stay on your pivot. <laughs> stay on your pivot. You know, sweep, look, they'll sweep your feet from under you. Like this in the air. That's a fact. You can't have that. That's a fact. You gotta maintain, keep yourself so close. Hey, 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 Trez, I asked not, go ahead, bro. Nah, I'm gonna say, he's a Leo, I'm a Sag, man. I could talk to him all day, G. Yeah, man, we fire. That's fire. We fire, we fire, that's fire. Okay, man. Hey, Trez, I, uh, we asked uh, I- Imam Thug last week, right? Um, Tell us about that, that classic session, man. This, this, oh, 
one of the best sessions on, on radio ever. As far as cats collectively coming up on 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 the radio, you had uh, Mace went first. Iman fell. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it was Mace, you, yeah. Cameron, uh, 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 Nori. It's funny. And then you went at the end. You went at the end. You had the ankle leg on the whole joint and bodied it. But yeah. I mean, much respect to everybody else. Everybody had that style. Everybody was good. But at the end, you were sounding like the Godfather of the whole joint. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I was just in Miami a couple weeks ago, and Cam pulled up, and we got to talking about that. And Cam right. was like, "Yo, I ain't gonna front." I told my niggas, yo, body these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nori said, yo, Trash told us the same thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so you, know, cool. you know, men sharp and men still sharp as swords, man. You know, we went up in there. We knew they was the hot dudes on the other side of the water. So I told Nori and them, I said, listen, man, take these niggas' heads off, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what we here for. You know that's I mean? when that that's when that beat switched in when Nori came in. Yeah, uh, and I, and I, and it, and dog yeah. pound beat. Exactly. And like it came out beautiful. You know what I mean? General Who came my own crew, like y'all cool. You know what I'm that joint was epic right there, man. Yeah, that shit was hard body. That was a that was a memorable time right there too. Like because mm-hmm. we did this where we did it at. I think we did it in uh I think we did it in Harlem somewhere. We did do mm. it in Harlem somewhere. I think we did it at South Crib or something. Mm. Oh, yeah, what? I did that DJ self crib and like Cardin was there, and it's like the first time I met Cardin, mm. and uh, it was interesting, man, because every, everybody was cool, but in the back of everybody's minds, they had a set agenda to go, and right. that was the same heads. You know what I'm right, <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. Good shit. Yo, speaking of competitive nature, you was on the um, you find this album also. What was that like? Oh man, see the thing with that is that, uh. Everybody wasn't there doing their verses, verses, but we all knew how each other was coming. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we all knew that we had to be, you know, we had to be on our motherfucking A game. We had to be on our, you know, we had to be on, on, on point. Like a star date, you feel me? We had to be chilling with that. Yeah. So so what's the inspiration between the Hidden Files album? Like the Lost Tape. Um, Joints I had in the vault, obviously not all of them, but 80% of the songs were songs I had in the stash. And I was like, yo, I'm not sitting on no product, I'm not sitting on no work, I'm gonna put this work on the block and keep hitting them, you know what I'm saying? And one of, one of the greater importance of this particular album that is that it's fully independent and it's all me, you know what I mean? And it sold pretty well, too. It sold, it sold excellent, I ain't gonna lie. Man, that's good. Yeah, it did better than I expected. Shout out to Rival Distribution too. They did the digital distribution, but I own it. But they did the digital distribution. So shout out to Rival Distribution, man. They did a great job with it, man. Shout out to Infamous Armadeus at Shady45 who connected me with Rival. I mean, they got me billboards and everything. They made it gracious, man. I can't, you know, they, the album did great. It did better than I expected it to do. Yo, let me, let me ask you quick. You're talking about, um, you know, ownership and stuff like that. I don't know if you heard, did you hear recently what Jim Jones was talking about as it relates to Masters? Say it again? Did you hear um, recently what Jim Jones was talking about as it relates oh, to yeah, Masters? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. about that? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, but it's still, a, I mean, this is nothing we didn't know before, you know what I mean? You know, a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, 
see, the thing is this. A lot of dudes went independent and it worked for them. A lot of dudes went independent and it didn't work for them. Some of the dudes that went independent, they were forced to go independent. Mm -hmm. But of course, they made it seem like it was a choice when they really had no choice. Do your homework. You'll see what I mean. Mm -hmm. But it just so happened to work for them. But had it been up to them, they might have went on the plantation. Just to be on the plantation, like Farrakhan said. Why are you laughing? Nah, I'm feeling you. What you're saying is true. Because they just want to be a bigger nigga. Uh-huh. Some of us don't care about having power and leverage. We just actually want to be a bigger nigga. And the, the crazy thing is about this, you want to be a bigger nigga over niggas. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, when I look at this Jim Jones, you know, Jim Jones dropped a lot of information. And he's talking to a specific mindset of boss and boss type of mentality. But you know, I'm I'm talking about, you know, that been into play. You feel me? Like that been into play, man. We've been should have been on that. But you right. know, hopefully those that's coming into it now, they come into it with a certain kind of mind state and you know, mentality. But you know, we, we, we gotta take a break for a minute. All right, we can now, come now, back, so I got you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hold on, Zane. Take a All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll mm -hmm. come right back. Yeah, you got you. Good. All right. Like, You're comment. tuning in. Leave your questions in your chat for, for, for tragedy. You have questions for tragedy. Leave your, leave your questions in the comments. Dope interview, trage. Put it out there. I feel what you're saying, though, you know, because, yo, you think about it, like, the appearance of being a bigger dude sometimes is more important to people than actually being. The they like they like the machine behind them. They want the machine to do the work. Put and on you the work, work ethic, yeah. But also, again, the appearance of it, like it's you know, appearing to be on a major late, being on a major level gives an appearance of success, you know. And being independent gives the illusion, the, the appearance of the illusion that a person is not nearly as successful. But the right. funny thing about it is, the independence is giving people more ownership and a bigger split than with the the majors was giving people. People wasn't getting one cent. Off of being on the Georgia and being on an independent, getting dollars from every album they sell. One artist I know who, who who don't mind doing both, and I think that's Jada Kiss. He don't mind. Yeah. But Jay, yo, let me tell you, I did, I did the some catalog, and look what we're talking about. It's Jada Kiss, like the shit he puts out. People wanna, people wanna listen to whether I put it out, whether Arista puts it out, whether my grandmother puts it but out. Yo, check check Jada Kiss, check Jada Kiss out though, because yo, one thing I don't know if y'all know about Jada Kiss, Jada Kiss solo albums, Def Jam. Jada Kiss will do yeah. those other projects like with the Locks, and he's mm -hmm. I saw an interview. We said that with um with Sheik and Styles, cause Sheik and Styles. Like going independent, Jadakiss like the machine behind him. Right. He like the, and I've heard other artists say that also that they like having the machine behind them, and they like the promotion that comes with having the big. I like coming to my dressing room. And, and you know what else they like? They also probably like the advance that they get. Yeah. Oh, of you course. Know, the, oh, yeah. The label will give you an advance. The the independent route, you putting your bread out. Your bread. Yeah. You know, you putting your bread out, and you waiting for it to come back. Not everybody wanna wait for it to come back. So. Each his own, you know what I mean? Or let's look at some of these some of these comments. Paso says the TON the TONY verse is still one of my favorite tracks that really set the tone of chapter of hip hop that made his place in history. That's a fact. Big shout to because Paz Paz Soul. The claps. Pause, that's the song I'm talking about, Paz. So I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. That's that joint is yeah. Classic. 
where they flipped Dawson Creek. Kenyatta says, it's great to hear you're involved with all these artists. You have the blueprint for success. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, sometimes we 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 wanna be in front of the camera or you know, we, we we want the accolades and everything, but our true gift is something else. Like think about dudes that never made it as ball players in the league and they turned out to be excellent trainers and like even you look at a dude like I think about Sham God, like Sham God didn't have uh, in the league, but now Sham God is the coach on the yeah. Baptist. That's a fact. You know? Oh yeah. Even Andre Harrell, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, name one Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde record. <laughs> I know one, but I can't remember. But right. think about who Andre Harrell was as an executive. Right. right. Major player, the mentor to Diddy. So some, yo, sometimes we sometimes we fall into our calling. Right. And I, I think last week you kind of get clouded over like what, what it is that you want to do. You know, here it is, Travis, magnificent MC. Mm-hmm. Look at the artists he's developed. Right, where their careers take off. And like you said, he's starting to he's starting to see that the mentoring in him is probably the calling. Then you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. yo, I, I've always so much people already told me, Rob, I love to hear you speak, but I love to hear you kind of teach somebody something. Like when mm-hmm. you make, the way you have with words, sometimes kind of govern it inspires people. And I look at myself like I ain't no damn teacher. But then again, I say to myself. When I'm around my kids, I'm around a lot of young people. If I have something to say, at some point, I have that ear. And I look it's like, all right, they're quiet. They're listening to me. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm going to tell you one thing, though. One disadvantage we have is people who are growing up in the hood, though. Like, we're not as trusting. So we begin to think that people that want to impart knowledge into us, that they have ulterior motives. And right. as a result of that, you know, people are reluctant to actually absorb and soak up those gems and jewels. And you know you miss out because you you so busy thinking that you know that people trying to pull a wool over you. You know and that's not to say that everybody who comes in and wants to be a mentor has the best interest of the mentee at heart. But right. there are like there are some people who genuinely have good intentions and they want to help people further develop, whether it be in in the entertainment industry, whether it be um, academically, whether it be in the fashion, whatever it is, there are people who, who, who have the ability to be, to be good mentors, but we've been so burnt for all that, we, we're not trusting. Yeah, we don't want to trust nobody, man. We've done been manipulated and lied to so many times. You gotta try to, you just gotta filter it. And if, even if you yeah. gotta get scared, you can, if you know people's behaviors, you know, you can you can kind of weed out who's, who's, who's fronting and who's not. But, you know, some people just, it just, that's work for them. I don't want to sit here and got to figure it out. I want it to come easy, so. I'm going to tell you what I do appreciate, though, when um, when people, you know, find they find their way, like the resolution that he was talking about with him and Nori resolve things, and it sound like him and P resolve things. You, know, you, I, you come back, man, and then <clears throat> when you make that comeback, now the energy of just Reconvening and reconstructing that relationship, whatever it is, you're going on to do more things. You know, Nori with Drink Champ, and now the, the, the God got on the child. Then mm-hmm. probably right. the episode where Nori's on the child cooking some, I don't know, some empanadas or something. Who the fuck knows? But yeah. it, opens up, it opens up the door for many different things that happen. You know what I mean? And I think he mentioned on there, it was all misunderstanding. That means yeah. he 
communication. It's lack of communication. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's just when you know, yo, you grow up, time passed, clear minds, you know, cooler heads prevail, you build, you get understanding, you have the ability to work through it. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's blessing. Blessing, man, bro. For sure. Well, yo, he's, a, he's definitely an idea, man. You know, like, even from that the other joint, the drive-by with Chris Castro, those were great interviews. And was yeah. saying about, um, about about nature, like, nature, to me, nature's just a, a naturally reserved dude, so I could see why an interview or even the rhymes and everything just seemed to be, like, a very reserved you know, dude. You know, Luke, right? You know, just off to the side. Yeah. I tell you what, too, man. Shout out to Nature from QB. Um, when Nature first album came out, I definitely liked it, man. I listened to it from front to back. Um, I like the beat selection on there, of course, the lyricism, the the wittiness with his lines and all that. And like I said before, when Trash was on earlier, um, that Firm album, man, that 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 track he had with Noy was incredible. I'm leaving. That joint I'm leaving was incredible. My favorite name um, from TV, Sam. Oh out. man, with him, pun. Who else was on the band from TV? Lock. Cam. Cam. Pun killed it though. Pun had the best verse, of course. Now, pun, pun. I tell you what, man. I, I, I still to this day don't think that pun gets the respect or the. I wouldn't say the respect. He, he gets respect when, 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 when he people don't. Got a little when, sign on Florida Road. Mm-hmm. Huh? He just got a um. Big pun plaza on Florida. Yeah. yeah, but when but when people talking about like the top lyricists, pun pun names should be in there more, man. Pun pun was nasty with it. For sure. Rest in peace, peace to peace. Big Pun. Peace. Welcome back, brother. What's good? What's good? You got. We got a question in the um the chat. Okay, let's get to it. Somebody said, "Yo, ask Tragedy how the lawsuit he had with Master P panned out. How it panned out." Yeah. It's not done yet. Yo, it, can you I- expound on that? What were you suing Master P for? Um, basically, he, he used the title for an album, Intelligent Hooker. Oh. And didn't check with you? He nah. didn't do that? Nah, and, and it was shocking to me because, um, it was shocking to me because, you know, what he represents or what, what he, you know, entrepreneurship ownership yeah, you know what i mean and it's like I, I was shocked man so initially i didn't make it public for a while you know before um i approached them before privately and i got no response which i you know sort of took as a disrespect mm-hmm. in essence because i didn't want to just i wasn't going to just uh you know approach him like that and approach him publicly you know because i just felt that you know he deserved more respect than that you know what i mean but the respect wasn't reciprocated in, in, in a timely fashion, or at least in a fashion that I deem timely. Right. So, you know, yeah. I had to make motion in other ways, but still, but still have a, a certain respect for him, you know what I mean? And what he's done and what he's contributed to the culture and for us in terms of a, in terms of a business model, you know, less, you know, the way he, the way he you know, treated this particular situation. Yeah. Right. That's a very, very good way to say that. I mean, it's true, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. We got to move accordingly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, somebody wants to hear, what did you think about Band from um, Band from TV? Who had the best verse on Band from TV? Oh, man. Come on, don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love nature. I love how nature said it all. I don't fuck. Nature nah. said the whole shit. That's for me. Nah, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go with nature. Wow. For see, for setting it off on that beat, the way he set that off. I mean, he just, he just, his style, like the beat is so aggressive and like, but he just came so like effortlessly and all that's that. Right. Like straight QB. Like that shit was straight. Like that's QB. QB is like. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm still getting pushed. I'm just saying, this bridge, come on, Rich boys is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, what's up with um MC Shan? Like, you know, you still talk to MC Shan? Oh man, I be I've been calling Shan. Oh man, and Shan actually called me the other day, and I still haven't returned his call because I've been so hectic. I owe MC Shan a call. I owe MC Shan a high salute, a backwards karate chop. I mean. MC Shan doesn't get the accolades, the praise, and the um the the anointing he should, I feel, from a lot of us QB artists. Because I mean, he said Q, MC Shan made the, the Queensbridge national anthem. Yeah, I told I told Doug last week, I still play that song in my house like I'm from Queensbridge. And I ain't from Queensbridge. Yo, in, in essence, man, we all we all from the same we all from the same energy, man. You know what I mean? In essence. And like, you know, there's a lot of pride in that song. And I can see, like, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like, when Karis One made the bridges over, and me and my man LSD talk about this all the time. Peace to LSD. Um, Cause he always fucks with me. Because uh, he'll be like, yo, Karis One went at the bridge hall. He's from the Bronx, he's my brother. And he'll joke with me like, and, and, and like, don't get it twisted. I got a lot, some of my best friends are from the Bronx. I've, I've grown closer with Bronx dudes because I feel like a lot of them have a lot more, a greater sense of loyalty for some reason. Yo, you talking to three Bronx dudes? Yeah. Yeah. See, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, my man Ching Bing, very loyal dude. My man LSD, very loyal dude. Like, these dudes are very, extremely loyal. And loyal under, under pressure, They're not pressure, but they could be in a tight situation with another party they may be with or flown with but they'll still keep it true to what they initially stand with right. and like that that's not to be uh, overlooked or, or devalued so I like to say um, you know I've grown since you know the time I'm about to talk about because I did something very <laughs> very disrespectful um, but it was because I felt so strongly connected to the bridge and where I come from and, and it's another example of how, you know, we as young people come up with uh, a false sense of identity and we try to identify to whatever we feel is closest to us that we can embrace for a sense of identity. Just like a lot of our young people today, I don't want to stray away, just stay with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the guard and I'm a scientist, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to give it to you that which is in my nature, the same way I gave you intelligent hunger and records of that magnitude, that's because that's my nature and I had to do it. And that was my calling. And um the same way I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sound travel now and make knowledge born to say, you know, for our lack of real identity and culture, we'll gravitate and latch on to things that are not necessarily of us. And sometimes, oftentimes we do that and even latch on to what the enemy has given to us or made free to us to latch on. Now, with that being said, 
um, excluding Queensbridge. I don't. I feel Queensbridge was a good thing for me to latch on to in its essence. You know, not not in particularly. You know, to glorify the crime side of it and all that. Which, if you listen to my music, I've never really done that. I've given you. I've de- depicted a picture of what goes on, but I never did it in the sense of glorification. And in fact, I've done it in the sense of you know the consequences and the prices. I speak of it, you know, like an old time Harlem Like an old time in Harlem told me, he said, a person can't tell you nothing if they don't qualify. So when I speak on right. certain things, I come from the perspective of, look, I've been through this or I've seen brothers go through this and this is the price that you have to be willing to pay. And oftentimes, most oftentimes, the price is not worth what you think you know, the value of this thing is, and I say all that to say, not to be winded, I say all that to say, you know, when I first heard Karis One's record live, um, I was at a, 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 a skating rink called USA, and Karis One and BDP, Scott LaRock was alive there, and rest in peace to the great Scott LaRock, um, was alive there, and, and they came and performed that song. And when, the, when it dropped, and it said, I was in the crowd and when it dropped I felt something come over me like I, I haven't felt before I felt after that but before I didn't feel this kind of feeling and I felt like I have to hit this motherfucker with everything and whatever I have in my possession to hit him with because he's attacking your home. home. He's attacking my 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 house, like sort of like how a a, 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 a very strong, uh, compelled patriot would feel with you going at America. It was a bomb drop. So when the record dropped, I had a cup of ice in my hand, <clears throat> and I hit Karis one with it. Damn! Wow. And. And and what made me even angrier is that it hit him, and he never missed a beat in his performance. Wow! And that's what I hate this motherfucker. He's the confident professional. <laughs> and that shit taught me a lot right there. And, and later, and, and now I'm going to have a, a great respect for what he did then and what he represents. But at the time, you attacking my mother. You attacking my flag you attacking my nation you know and now you know with, with with more maturity and like we talked about earlier vision i realized that you know it would take it only it, it's only a compliment to mc shan and the bridge itself to even give birth in a sense to a carrot one for sure that's how right. when you look at it from a from a commander's standpoint or like a you know a, a master standpoint opposed to from a soldier as a soldier I'm like this nigga threat and the, his record is hot I can't deny it's hot because it made me bow my head and he's the enemy <laughs> you know he must be destroyed and this is without an allegiance per se to Shan but because I wasn't even down with the Jews crew but I was I was more so than anything down with and a part of the bridge. And you know, this is a time when, you know, the streets dictated hip hop. Not now, like, 
where hip hop dictates the street. Mm-hmm. So it was a different dynamic. But I threw that cup at her, man, and it's like, um, you know, it it, it it taught me a lot since then, and which is still relevant today. And um, you know, you know, make a long story longer. When we look at a lot of our, you know, our younger generations of, of people and how they, you know, they'll they'll basically adapt themselves to any title or, or monarch, so to speak. Whereas, you know, it's not for them and it's it's not really even good for them. Right. Like, you know, I was watching the I was watching the Godfather of Harlem episode, right? And um For sure. And I know a lot of it was dramatization for T V. But in essence, there's a lot of truth to a lot of those episodes and within a lot of those episodes. And, you know, and again, don't get me wrong. I got, I got friends, close friends, you know, that are, some of them are like family to me that, that happen to be, you know, of, from the Italian culture and or nation or said nation. But, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm God's sight with divine. So, you know, my, 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 my perspectives is clear on certain things and I'm not blinded by religio or you know, so-called nationalism and things of that nature. I'm not blinded in that sense because I know how to pick and choose my friends. I know how to define my friends and my alliances. So I say all that to say, but there are some amongst my own people, you know, that are, you know, you got people amongst us that are the same so-called color and complexion, you know, that hate progress amongst black people and are not for it and will do whatever they can to stifle it and stand in the way. So if we could speak on those, you know, aspects, we could speak on on those aspects abroad outside of our own color without, you know, feeling the need to defend it to other people to say, long story longer, I'm not a racist. You get where I'm coming from? And a man of my stature and a man of my fabric, I I strive to be careful because I don't want to create enemies, you know, that don't need be because of a misinterpretation. Words are very powerful. The English language is very powerful. And there's a lot of people who use it to manipulate things and will take something I say out of context, totally out of context, to create enemies for me and turn people against me. And this is this is a this is a truth. So I say all that to say, not to be too winded. I hope the people stay with me. No, no, no. But um I say all that to say, like this this is the reason why a lot of our young people you know, we adapt things like, you know, I'm watching the Godfather Harlem and they told him, you know, it was someone depicting Joseph Bonanno and he was saying how he gives, you know, all, he sells dope to Bumpy Johnson. So just because he can, he, it makes him his heart content to know that there's a skinny little kid going to bed hungry. Damn. Because he thought his son was killed by some dope gang in, in Harlem when in all reality his son was killed by one of his own. Yeah. Mm. But I still like to say is we'll have dudes out here calling themselves banana. We'll have dudes out here calling themselves, you know, uh, 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 a Gambino. Mm-hmm. And that's again not to take away from our good peoples that that come from you know Italian culture or, or, or Italian descent. I'm not I'm not saying that you know, and I don't want to be misunderstood or taken out of context. What I'm saying is, you know those particular monarchs and names, you know, were not for you. They were not for your people. But you'll take them for the sake of romanticism and basically just because it fucking sounds good. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, you know, I don't even take dudes like that 
in a factor to me when, when dudes like that do that because it's like really like you showing me what type of level you want but right. in, a, in essence I kind of did the same thing when I threw that cup at Clarence One I did it for the wrong reasons you know I thought at the time I was doing it for Queensbridge and I could have did the same thing a different way and still had that allegiance to Mm-hmm. That allegiance to what I love about QB and what I stand for and how I relate to it and my connection to it. But, you know, I, I didn't have to do it that way. But the reason why I did it that way is for the very same reason a lot of our young people, you know, take on titles and monarchs and names that are not of us. And it's all a sense of, you know, uh, uh, looking for an identity in search of an identity. And I think, I think for the most part, excuse me, I think for the most part, especially with hip hop, like I said earlier, it's a divine gift that we are, you know, that we kind of, we're, we're losing the grips on because we're not really taking it and embracing it the way we should. Right. Because, you know, that, that, that plantation mentality, running to the plantation. That's why shows like this that you have are important. You know, hold on a second. Let me get some water. Pause out. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you even wonder the, you know, the idolization and why people are enamored with some of the things they're enamored with. It's, it's, it's pretty much what's glorified and fictionalized in front of us. You know, just just the concept of Scarface. You know, <laughs> that fictionalized so much hustling during the crack era. And it's funny how that movie came out right as crack comes out and then you know everyone's selling crack everyone wants to be starfish mm-hmm. i mean come on, you got yeah. you got you got you got the younger and even people older than us growing up more enthused with the movie scarface than enthused with shaka zulu you see what i'm saying yeah and then I'm, I'm cutting back in only to add on because you know what it's all it's all about the presentation yeah you know, Scarface is looking, he looks, it's is, is, is romanticized, you know, yeah. the, the, right. the underdog. Everybody relates to, especially our people, we relate to the underdog who came up overnight, you know, with money, had money to throw around. And, and you know, we go into the game, a lot of us with that mentality. We, we come into this game, we go on the plantation, they throw us some money. And we don't even know what to do with that money. Like when I first got my first two hundred thousand, I didn't even know what to do with that shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that in a matter of time, I was going to give it all right back yeah. and be in this, and be somewhat in the same position. In fact, be in the worst position because now I was I, I've I've got accustomed to a lifestyle I got to keep up. Right. Yeah. So it's the all these things play a part in in your psyche and how you approach your business and how you approach your life and how you approach and how you and how you yield your power part of your yeah. development part it's, of your it's, it's funny because you um before you you stepped away earlier and we was talking about you know the plantation i was saying when you stepped away i said you know there are people that rather be on a major label and give off the appearance that they're successful and get less than a person that's on an independent and get more money out of it because again, people get caught up in the things. thing. said, all you need is the promise that you're gonna be made a bigger name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just wanna be bigger than me. 
You don't even really want to be big. You just want me to realize or feel that you're over me. And that yeah. gives you a certain level. That gives you a, a content. Which, sure. which is which is backwards math. Yeah. Even if you don't I mean, like me, not me per se, but even if you don't like me, you know, why why is that your goal to why is that your end all be all to be bigger than me, man? You still a puppet. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that shit is embedded in our nature though. Like we talk we had shows before where we talked to people about uh, internal racial inferiority, whereas even as black people, we feel the need to feel like we're better than another black person. Like we've been conditioned and trained to to, to live with bullshit like that, and we just further perpetuate it with some of our actions. That's right. Listen, I, I tell people this all the time, man. I'm not mad at uh, let's say an Italian person who who is pro Italian. Listen, you have you need to be pro Italian to respect my culture. But be pro-Italian in a healthy way. Don't be right, pro-Italian right. in a supremacist type of way where you think you're better than me. Right. It's not about that. Feel good. Love your culture. You know, love the aspects of your culture that give you healthy pride and, and, and a healthy sense of being and worth, knowing what your contribution is to life and humanity. There's an right. overall difference in that, opposed to feeling, you know, a supremacist type of, of, of you know, mentality where you feel like you're better than anybody else. It's not about that. You know what I mean? Me being pro-black does not mean I'm anti-white. Right. Right. In fact, if I'm pro-black in a healthy way, then that makes me, you know, that makes me more open to respect other cultures outside of mine or the culture I I may, you know, specifically belong to due to, you know, nature or genetics or however you want to term it. That gives me a greater respect for yours and I can appreciate it more. You know what I'm saying? If I'm pro-black in a healthy way. That's how I see it anyway. I I remember hearing lots of questions. I remember a time when brothers approached each other and every word that came out of our mouths, we would exalt one another. It was good to walk to a brother and say, peace, Lord. Peace, almighty. Mm-hmm. What up, mathematics? That's right. Science, scientific. How you doing, Lord? Like, that gave you a feeling you feel like, hey, hey. You, you, bro, you can't say, you can't say, yo, I'm a, I'm a shoot for loving. Right. That don't even sound right. right. Yeah, how's right. that for loving? I'm, right. I can't, yo, I'm a shoot Lord. You you can't you can't even say that. Can't even say that. But you can say, yo, I'ma shoot, yo, I'ma body this eye. Yo, I'm a murder this nigga. You can say that and you can you can get behind that. It doesn't feel contrary to anything, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't throw you off, but it throws you how you gonna say, yo, I'm a murder for nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> you got, like, you know, it's basic sense. You gotta make shit killable before you can kill it. Right. Tell me this, Trash. Um, being that we have these uh new artists out, right? Um, what's in your what's in your uh ear right now as far as new artists that's out? That's 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 on a you know sign level, and then give us give us some that whether the viewers are listening and want to know who, I'm focusing, who the up and coming ones on are. All the new artists, you know why? Because to me, gotcha. they're no different. They're no different from a CNN of that time of their time. They're speaking mm. their language now. This is their language. This is their nine five. And right. the more we as older dudes 
you know, ostracize them, the more we we disconnect ourselves from our tomorrow and our youth. So I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It may take me a little more to get into it, a little more time, because I got to understand their language. But it's the same energy, man. It's coming from the same place. They just throwing around bigger labels and throwing around more farmers. We did the same thing. Yeah. You know when Rand Ghost dropped, the niggas was talking about the fly shit, man. They was talking about, right. you know, Tommy Hilfiger and Guess and shit and shit like that and, and, and lambskins and shit like that. They was talking about the same thing at that time. Right. It's no difference in that sense. The flow's different. The language is different. The melody is more melody now. We were more aggressive, but it's the same thing. They're talking, this is their 9-5. And if we ostracize them, we cutting ourselves off from our future and cutting ourselves off from our our young people. And I don't think we should do that. I think that's a, a very detrimental move for us. I'll tell so, you what, man. I, 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 now, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but right now, one of the youngest I'm, I'm looking at and, and to put energy behind, like I said, I'm working with a company, Bigger Vision. They also have a clothing line, No Manners, and they have an artist that they're, you know, uh, uh, that, that they're in line with, and the, the artist is Starboy. He's a young young kid. Actually, was an amateur boxer on his way to go pro, and just went off into music, man. And, and you know, I think he's a I think he's a very he's, he has a lot of potential. Um, we just got him some. We just got his record played on um on on with, with enough on the radio with the heavy hitters, and um and the record is uh raindrops, and it's it's like it's kind of like a modernized version of Candy Rain. You know what I'm saying? It's a dope record, but um, that's one of the youngins I'm looking out, man. So shout out to Starboy, shout out to Bigger Vision, my man Jo, and his whole team, man. So that's my focus on the youngins right now. I tell you what, Trash, I definitely give you um a huge shout out for embracing what Soldier Boy did. Like people can say whatever the f they want to say about Soldier Boy, but Soldier Boy came and it, it changed that digital game as far as streaming. Genius, and he's a genius. He's like the first dude to go to really technically go viral, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yo, how's that book coming along? How far are you going to the book? Yo, I'm, I'm not even halfway done. Um, I don't know. I might holler at you for some things on it, man. You seem like you in sync with it, man. I might <laughs> holler at you, man. Okay. Yeah. That's yo, huge. Give us a... um. Tell us an underrated MC, an MC that don't get there just do. Man, it's a lot of them. Uh, Nature, uh, Royal Flush, uh, Planet Asia. Oh, PA. Yeah. Oh, 38, 38 Special. Yeah. 38 Special, talk about it. Uh, RJ Payne. Talk about it. RJ Payne. Uh, oh man, it's a lot. John Jay's. Um, it's a lot, man. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot, man. Yeah. One of my one of my favorites in the, in 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 the past few years has to be Rock Marciano. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Rock yeah, is well, crazy. A lot of a lot of dudes got their style from him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of dudes got their style from him. So yeah. Definitely. For sure. Well, Trash, before we let you go, go ahead and plug everything else you got going on. We got the social media on the screen, but if people want to get in contact with you beyond social media, how they reach out to you? Oh, the best way is social media. Hit me at Tragedy252. I'm glad y'all closed it up. I got to hit that bathroom. 
But uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't going any quick. I'm gonna, I give y'all brothers, I give y'all brothers my time, man. We can do this again. But anybody that want to reach Tragedy, reach me at Tragedy Two Five Two. Hit me on the DM if there's any business. Um, also to follow on the Chow, uh, at on the Chow, O N D A C H O W. Follow, watch, subscribe. Also check out G Stats, Part of Bars. That's at G Stats, S T A. T-S-O-C-B. Check us out. We got a lot going on. Everything's up, man. All we're up. Everybody mobile up. That's what it is, Pete. Good looking, Tragedy. Salute, my brother. Salute, brother. Salute, brothers, man. Yo, Trash, stick around. I want to build with you behind the scenes about something. All right, let me...